Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. So we were just offline talking about this possible new leg of our business that would require a lot of content heavy stuff, a lot of, you know, thinking up in the esoteric world, like a lot of things that need to be brought down into something that is usable and tangible to a person. And as you're talking through this with me, you're saying to this person that we're working with, you know, don't even worry about the form. Don't worry about what it looks like and the buckets it gets put in. Just but just think about the content. And I think that's so liberating for someone. And I think that's a big hurdle that people come across when they're trying to express their gifts. They come across that block of, I don't know what it looks like in form maybe, but that's why we need each other. Because for you, you can just run wild now with this kind of stuff because you don't worry about the container anymore because you know that you have Jane and I to create the container around things. So will you sort of explain now how you feel when you come up with these new ideas because you have gift one and Mm -hmm. Jane and I both have gift two. So like, can you kind of explain now what it feels like the difference having other people to have that container for you? Yeah. So I think the main principles here to just lay out to people is that, you know, what we talk about in human design so much is like doubling down on your gifts and really understanding that when you, um, I guess, are showing up in your life or in life in general, kind of advertising yourself correctly, according to what you bring to the table, you naturally do just slot in next to the people who are the perfect fit for you. Now, that's a wonderful concept, it sounds like, but it's also a real concept. However, when you're first starting is when it's you're further furthest away from it. So, you know, we are at a place where luckily it has kind of gained momentum, right? It's snowballed a little bit because now we're so clear on what each other is good at. So we know how to like field it correctly. But in the beginning, I was terrified because I was like doing everything myself, which I think you have to sometimes do in the beginning and not really knowing that it was even possible for me to only do the things I was really good at. And like I was saying to you, it doesn't mean that sometimes we don't, you know, we have to do things. Everybody has to do things. They sometimes aren't in the mood for, or, you know, stuff that just has to get done. But how wonderful that when you are in a place where you're so clear on what you bring to the table, it actually creates space for people who enjoy doing the stuff that you don't find fun um, to kind of, I guess, not only pull your resources, but to compound, right? Like if everybody's just sticking to their lane then everyone's lane gets, um, you contribute to the people next door to you and you kind of, um, get in this faster stream together. And that's what I find. It just never ceases to amaze me, Taylor, how much we're like, 
I'm not, it's not in my interest to ask you to do something that I know you're not good at because it's going to take you so much more effort to try and do the thing you're not good at than it would doing the things that you love so much that it's become like breathing. And that has happened over time, of course. But I think it's something where, you know, like so many concepts in, in being aligned, it only really happens more when you try it. And when you try it is the, the time when there's least evidence and least faith and least trust in the ability and the potential to live this kind of way. Right. So comparatively, you know, in the very beginning of your business, it was, you were doing a lot of more bringing stuff into reality, creating the form, creating the you know, structure around things to the best mm-hmm. of your ability, right? Yeah. So we should we should kind of give a little bit of a yeah an explanation to people. And you know, before in the past, I would have had so much shame saying this, you know, but I'm really not good at spreadsheets, email, um, structuring, formatting, you know, those kinds of things. I can I can do them, but it's like my brain doesn't have an easy affinity with them like it does for other things. And we all can think about those things where we can so easily do them that we don't almost realize that they're gifts. But what happens is that society revere certain things as being needed to be successful or needed to be, um, you know, respected by other people or needed to, for you to like yourself, right? Like I grew up in that kind of household where I was like, I want to be a CEO. And that was what was like respectable. And actually, weirdly enough, now I've fully embraced being the creative. And that was never something I would have, you know, wished to be. And what's funny is that Jane, who basically runs the day-to-day business, um, she grew up in the opposite where she in her household thought it was like really cool to be creative and being the kind of, you know, more structured side is like boring, right? So there's conditioning coming at us from all different sides, right? Um, But for her to now be, you know, basically a CEO role has been such a journey for her. And we've almost kind of swapped, but we feel like we fit in so much better there. So for me, I kind of could get by doing, um, you know, whatever formatting I could do. And it's not to say that I can't get by. It just means that you get to a place, hopefully in your own um, consciousness and then taking brave steps to be more of yourself and to double down on the things you really are good at for life to shape shift around you so that the things you're not good at, you don't have to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a team of 200 people to do it for you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, um, you know, those are things that no one wants to do because actually there's someone who wants to do anything, right? Um, So you have to remove your judgments about what is desirable or undesirable and understand that it's entirely subjective. But let's say, for example, if you never even end up hiring anybody, let's say you work for a company or let's say you're a solo entrepreneur, it also somehow means that magically those things won't need to be done or they'll just disappear or you'll have a different way of approaching your business that doesn't require the things that you maybe thought were required, right? So for me, for example, like, okay, an example with us is like, you know, I'm terrible on email. And so most of our exchanges we do on WhatsApp. And that's not because anything is right or wrong. It just is what it is. Um, And it's aligned for me, but I would never pass that on to universalize it and say that that's how everyone should run their business. Correct. And then also from the opposite side, because you say you, you had a lot of shame around admitting that, you know, you were more of the creative in, in the structure of a business. 
there was a lot of shame for me in having the skill sets of being able to take an idea and help turn it into reality. But a lot of shame for me as like leaning into my gift too and realizing that I was going to be better at my role if I didn't keep trying to play the creative role. You know, like, oh, I don't have concepts to bring or I don't have it's all these limiting beliefs in my head of like, I should have these insights. I should have these teachings. I should be a teacher. That's what I glorified in life. Mm -hmm. And instead, it's like, oh, wow, I've been able to come alive more when I can take all of your concepts and turn them into something. And I get high off that. Like, I think, for example, you know. Another really good example is a meeting that we had today. I think it's helpful for people to actually hear yeah. like real things happening in people's, the way they, their dynamics. So like you, you want to kind of explain today, like why you said, oh, I'm so grateful to have started bringing you into these meetings because it made you, you know, go ahead. Yeah. So basically what happened was I always have meetings with the same uh, person that we work with on an ongoing basis, um, usually one-on-one. But those meetings take a very long time where there's usually a lot more meetings that need to happen for us to get to where we got to today because I literally pulled in Taylor and was like, Taylor, boss us around and tell us, like, give us the checklist of what is needed before we go ahead. Because sometimes when you get a creative person, like with my kind of brain and the person who we work with, who's also a creative, um, you know, we don't have direction. So we like, we'll just meander all over the place without knowing like, what is needed for an actual working product. <laughs> so, so having you come in and literally just give us the things that I wouldn't have been able to kind of come up with by myself of the things that are missing in order for this to be a fully functioning feature in the app, um, hopefully coming soon. So that's yeah. a little tease, but, um, and it's something that everyone's been asking us for too. So you, if you're <laughs> guessing, you'll probably guess is correct. Um, but without having you coming in, I know within my bones that that would have been what we did today would have taken us four more meetings when actually you jumped in for the first half, gave us the direction. And I don't have any block over thinking that I have to be the one that has all the answers or I have to be the one giving the direction. It's like, why would we do that? Why would we let our ego stand in the way when actually we let everybody, um, let's say give energy to the things that they're already naturally good at. And the coolest thing, and I say this to you all the time is it's amazing and fascinating to watch other people flourish in their gifts, gifts that you are secure and not needing to have, but that you can almost like vicariously watch other people be so gifted. It's such an amazing thing. It makes you appreciate yourself more, what's special about you. It makes you appreciate what other humans are special for. And then it almost makes you think like, there's nothing that's more special than anything else. Like look at all our specialness and how amazing is it? Yeah. Like it's almost reframing when you watch something, someone like watch me be really good at, for example, being like, oh, when this button gets clicked, it needs to have this chart and you or this page mm -hmm. and you need to do this. Like my brain thinks of those things like breathing, mm -hmm. you know? So, in, and then same for you, like when you come up with like how you describe things and like, you're able to bring these ideas down, like, because I am so secure in what I'm good at now, I can watch you and go, wow, that is amazing and not feel insecure that I can't do that thing too. So it's reframing mm -hmm. that whole experience of comparing ourselves to people. Yeah. And if you go back to 
it's like a very basic kind of tribal thing that we all operate on where there's this old belief, like if we're the same, then no one's threatened, you know? And so whenever we spot differences with other human beings, normally what we go to is either I feel worse about myself or I feel better about myself. Either I think they're wrong or I'm wrong or they're cooler or I'm not cooler. It's like it creates so much wronging and comparison and trying to decide like they should be more like me or I should be more like them. Whereas when you are so okay with understanding you can't be everything and it's physically impossible to be everything, but you will get everything that is meant for your path when you become really hyper-focused on the stuff that the light, the universe wanted you to, that's when you get into your stratosphere and you leave space for other people to take up the things that you're still insisting on doing. And that then creates entrainment, which is, um, let's say energetic, um, upstreams for people to jump into because you're not occupying space that you're not supposed to occupy. Right. So we were talking about this on the podcast the other day, like your alignment actually creates um, less misalignment for other people that you bump up against in this world, everyone who's adjacent to you, everyone who's in your life. So you're creating less energetic interference for other people too, when you become aligned. And I think that's where it's really helpful to understand is that you don't have to know who else is going to do it. You don't know who else is going to take over. And if you are in a space where you know, you kind of temporarily have to do things you're not so good at, just be clear on it and just be clear to the universe that whatever way that looks, you're not intending on believing that you need to still keep doing that. And you're not intending on validating yourself for struggling. You're not validating yourself for having to be successful or happy or anything the way that everyone else thinks doing the things that you think you need to do to get there. And it also, I like how you point out that you getting more aligned by, you know, that just experience of the people around you, they will inherently become more aligned too. Cause you moving out of the way in those areas of the business is what allowed me to move into that, to lean into that. And so, Mm -hmm. but then to wrap it back around to the beginning of the episode, because you've done that, you're able to pull in so much more concepts and you're, you're, you're an energy translator. Like all these things are coming out of you now because you have somewhere for them to land and you're not concerning your brain with where they're going to land. You're Mm -hmm. just pulling it all in now. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like you, you can create more and accomplish more and hold more when you are more aligned anyways. Mm -hmm. And when you're not trying to control everything, control everyone. I think one of the the coolest things is to believe in people's innate giftedness and intelligence. You know, it's such a, it's such a reaffirming thing to feel that way towards human beings, you know, because you see how much potential we all have. And just by you deciding to do that, you open up so much for your own life experience if you're just being selfish about it. Um, And then like you were saying, you open up more space in your own life to do the things that your brain finds fascinating, that your soul enjoys, right? And, you know, we tell this story all the time about how, you know, you wanted before this you were trying to be an influencer but it was only because you thought you knew that you wanted to work anywhere in the world in a bikini right and so you thought in order to get there you had to be an influencer but actually 
you've gotten those two things by <laughs> being a whiz at, you know, strategy and formatting and, you know, basically like planning the whole entire like way that the business kind of, I don't even know how to say it. I you know. There's two- <laughs> so, I imagine you were sitting on that gift that comes so easy to you this whole time. And if you'd insisted instead of stayed open, right, to letting life guide you, if you'd insisted on still trying to be an influencer because of what you wanted as your end vision, you never would have understood how freaking intelligent you are at something that is entirely different that you ended up finding way more fun. But that's the other thing that really gets me is this conditioning that there's certain jobs that we need to be good at or that are cooler or that are whatever, instead of actually just prioritizing like that small, tiny thing that we love to do and understanding that how big it can go is nothing to do with the job itself. It's how good we are at it. So we may as well do the things that we're most likely to be really good at. (laughs) (laughs) And I can hear the audience going, yeah, well, that's easy for you, Taylor, because you work for someone who understands your chart. But what I will say is, the way you get there is strategy and authority, correct? So can you explain sort of the mechanism of why those two things will innately kind of like pull you into an area that will allow those gifts to flourish? Yeah, well, put it this way. If you, because it was kind of started by you, right? We were talking about this the other day. Two years ago, you said to me, I don't think I want to still try and be, because you were working for me part-time and you said, I don't think I want to still be an influencer. Like, I don't think it's my thing. And so it's not necessarily just, um, it's never a one-way thing. And it's in your reality, right? Which is all that matters and all that you can measure in your movie, you have created this situation and I'm just playing a role in the situation. So again, it's just about the way that you see it because you signaled yourself correctly because you listened to your authority which was your spleen your instincts telling you like this isn't for me anymore right Mm -hmm. um that you then did something about it and communicated it to me and then it just so happened that we were aligned on that being cool for both of us and if it wasn't cool for me then you still would have the universe would have still supported you in finding the next perfect aligned thing because you were listening and you were signaling yourself correctly and it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily even mean verbally signaling it doesn't have to be a hard conversation every time or a potentially tricky conversation it just has to be like you knowing that about yourself and being okay with it and it makes you move through the world differently and the main communication that you're making at any point in time is always between you and the universe everyone else is just a character that the universe is using to speak to you And so if you think about the only two people here are you and the light, right? And everyone else is just a middleman, right? Then there's an abundance of middlemen. There's an abundance of characters that can, it can send you into your movie and it will send you the ones that are exactly perfect for where you are in your journey, you know? And it doesn't matter whether you grow with the same person for a hundred years or if you change person every year for a hundred years, it really doesn't matter because it just matters about the fact that it's always going to be directly because of you. And so because you listen to your strategy and your authority, which are the two most important things in in human design to really get you aligned, if you just did those two things every single day of your life, you would live the most magical life on the planet. Um, and so for you, it was because of that and because you continue to communicate to me through your spleen, both about your personal life decisions, but also I consult your spleen for business decisions all the time because things that I don't know about you know like things I'm not gifted at in terms of like strategy I say I feel that to you I'm like what does your screen say about this Mm -hmm. you know um and so yeah you know it doesn't matter about um anything outside to understand that that's not necessarily 
it's not limiting you forever. Maybe it's a temporary limit. Maybe it seems like a limit because that's something that you need to overcome to realize like this whole thing is anyway about coming into your own power and sovereignty and realizing how much you create your reality, right? So nothing outside can limit um, the amount of alignment you can have with yourself in terms of your honesty, you know? And then obviously sometimes it can limit your actions, but always when you take a little step, a doable step, even, even if it's not the biggest, boldest thing, you will get rewarded if it's in, um, in kind of you betting on something that is more aligned to you being you and understanding and having faith in, okay, universe, you want me to do the specific role in this game that I'm going to play for the whole. And if everybody does their role, we are all a better whole. If you want me to do my role and my role only, I, this is what I can realistically do today. And I and think it's, and I think it's worth pointing out too, that on both of our sides, it's not like you started the business knowing, oh, I'm supposed to be the creative. Like it wasn't that you looked at the skill set that you were supposed to have and tried to match that skill set. And same for me, I didn't start working for you full time thinking, oh, based on my chart, I'm supposed to be doing spreadsheets and thinking mm-hmm. this way. It was pure. Neither of us knew. We didn't know the slots we were going to fill in. Same with Jane. We just followed our strategy and authority each step of the way. And those things, um, those skill sets and slots presented themselves to us that Mm -hmm. we now fill in. A hundred percent. And isn't it amazing how also those gifts reveal themselves. So even if you can intellectually understand everything about a gift, there's so many unlimited layers to how a gift can present and to what areas it can apply itself to in your life. And so you can't even name all of them. And so every time you think you've applied your gift, then another thing comes up when you're like, oh, this is also where this gift is coming out. Or this is another way that it can present. Or, oh my gosh, look what happens when you combine this gift with this gift. Or when me and this person, you know, mix together and stuff. And so it becomes this beautiful discovery. So again, it's another thing that makes you more comfortable to live in the unknown because it's this like beautiful surprise that unfolds itself rather than you having to know everything about your chart. If you just say strategy and authority, strategy and authority as much as I can with every single um, let's say the movie of the day that life is presenting you and you just have to show up in that small way that is a bit more like you than it was before, then you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to know the answers. And in fact, you go to a place where you don't want to know the answers. You're just excited <laughs> to find out, you know? And so, sure. you know, when I started doing human design, it really was, and this is why I think I say it so, um, I'm so passionate about this is like, it wasn't cool. I was doing it seven, eight years ago when spirituality wasn't even that trendy at all. And I thought that it was just going to go nowhere. I I thought I had no idea that it was going to turn into all the things it's turned into. I had to face so much fear about becoming an outcast because everyone would think I was absolutely loony, you know, gave up a food business to start doing readings about some modality that no one had ever even heard of. Um, And that's why I know in my bones that whatever that small, random, uncool thing that you just find so fun and that you take to like a duck to water and it does give you life and it is like breathing. It's the fact that it does all that stuff to you that's going to mean that you're going to be successful and and it's going to reward you and it's going to be aligned for you. It's not what the thing itself is. It's how it, it resonates with you and makes you feel and what it pulls out of you that that's the thing to go for. And I really, truly wish that for every single person and not only because 
we all deserve it, but because the world deserves that from us. And it's almost our duty because we have no idea what can happen when there's not just a hundred aligned people in the world or a thousand aligned people in the world, but even a radically, radically aligned a thousand people. You know what I mean? Like how far can we individually push this? And each time we incrementally get a bit more aligned, how much it will spill. You know, there's that saying of like um, a rising tide, Um, raises all ships it's like that you know we have no idea how delicious and amazing life can get when we just take the risk of doing what we were never taught to do which is just double down on the stuff that we know we're good at and not pressure ourselves to be anything else that we were told to be that we never needed to be in the first place conversations like this get me really excited for people to get their hands on the book because the gift section is just so robust and in-depth. So will you tell people where they can pre-order the book? And then um, also just a quick little thing about the pre-order bonus. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, you go to myhumandesign.com and there's a section there that says, get the book and you can, it's in, you know, all the normal places you can pre-order books. And um, the pre-order bonus is a talk that I'm giving on launch day, which is September the 5th, and it's called The Magic of Human Design. And what I wanted to do was that the book is really supposed to be a reference book, a textbook, somewhere where you can find everything you need to know, all the descriptions about, you know, the basic parts of human design. And like you said, it goes really deep into the gifts in a way that, you know, is not on the app. And it goes really deep into um, so many more things where you can kind of really thumb through it and get your hands on it and look at other people and whatever. But so what I thought was the perfect balance between that um, and something else would be to do a talk called The Magic of Human Design, which is to really connect people to and talk about the mystical sides of human design and why this all works and how it all came to be and what is it that's behind this stuff that makes it true and you know how it marries like science that was so ahead of its time and that mysticism that is thousands of years old and to really connect people to the magical feelings in your body that happen with strategy and authority because I think when you understand it from a magical place then it's like really really easy to listen to so we're gonna do a talk um I'm in Ibiza I live here so the talk is going to be live in Ibiza. So you can either come to the island and join us. And that's completely on us for anyone that pre-orders the book. Um, and if you can't make it to Ibiza, you can also join join via live stream. And um, yeah, that's going to be on the book launch day. And then that will be followed by a Q&A. So you'll be able to ask any questions about anything to do with human design. And then if you come in person, um, we're also having a little dance party and some food. And it will just be like a real thank you to everyone who is on this journey of becoming themselves because that's the kind of world like it really is a thank you from me because I want to live in a world where people where this is the reality like how full of promise and wonder that we can all facilitate this together you know and so it's more of a thank you to people for just making me believe in a world that making me see a world where we all want this you know and isn't that just the most wonderful thing about life is that we remember that we are the light and we can create this however we want. So that's going to be really fun. So it's myhumandesign.com, but it's also on Amazon, on Target and all the usual places. <laughs>